Madden Luke's Sci-Fi Sanctuary. The year is 3013. The galaxy is scintillating in the mellow light. Two galactic pilgrims seek out vistas in the samurai future to bring forth the unity of the cosmic shaman. Opening the door of the pantheon of mystics, the evil sorcerer wizard powers the engine of science, seeking to forever alter the sacred balance, traveling on effervescent balls of summer fire. This week, twins. In the year 1883, Nietzsche predicted the Ubermensch, <laughs> but he wasn't born until the year 1953. Is, is that the actual correct date for the Schwartz? I don't know if that is when the Schwartz was born. It's when Julius was born. Yes, that's when Julius was born in today's movie, which is... Twins, which does have Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito as the top stars. I think Schwarzenegger was a little earlier. I feel like he's a little older than that. I mean, he looked a little older than that in the movie, you know? You you can't, like, yeah, he's considerably older. 47 he was born. Oh, okay. I guess he's the same age as my dad. He's 72. Right on. So, okay, there's a six-year difference. Not not the end of the world there, but he's not that 35, as claimed in Twins. But Um, he also doesn't look like a human being. So, like, who the fuck knows what age he is? And uh, as for us, this is Matt. This is Luke. Welcome to the... Sci-Fi Sanctuary. Today's movie's Twins. Is it a sci-fi? Yeah, it's more of a comedy. But it's it's weird. It's, like, only, like, three ticks away from, like, being, like, a proper sci-fi. Like, the setup... The is, premise is science fiction, right? Yeah. And occasionally they do kind of touch on it. And then mostly they just have hijinks because isn't it funny to see a very large man and a very small man next to each other? <laughs> yeah. Because uh, the setup is that they create the perfect man, which was all in twins, one of which getting all the groovy DNA and one of which getting crap. Which is also the premise for Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> <laughs> they go to Los Alamos. They've got like this weird sci-fi engine in the truck. Yeah. Excuse me, trunk of the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, I forgot all about the like jet engine subplot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's so many things here that are just like, you know, just two ticks from sci-fi. But the yeah. fact is... Um, when we like to talk about, about Schwarzenegger, so, yeah. <laughs> and I saw news that the actress in here, Kelly Preston, died. I'm like, oh, let's do twins. So now we're doing twins. And that's basically the beginning of the end of that. Sad to hear, like the movie, here we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. Oh, yeah, we talked about it recently, right? When we were doing Total Recall, we started talking we made about a, twins had, and Junior. They're yeah. both kind of sci-fi, so we'll get to them eventually. And here we are relatively quickly on it. But we're like, well... Eventually we'll run out and I'll be trying to convince you look like Commando and Raw Deal are sci-fi. <laughs> <laughs> you see a raw deal. It's a science. It's based on the deal is based on science and fiction. It is science fiction that Schwarzenegger exists. There <laughs> <laughs> we go. You see, because he exists, it makes the film science it's fiction. It's my theory that he is CGI in all of these films. And so <laughs> ah, okay. He should have had a lower bit rate in the 80s, though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, they use animatronics in the 80s. I've seen this movie a lot, but... Not for, like, 30 years. See, I definitely have watched this movie, right? But I don't know if I ever watched it all the way through. Because it was all fresh for me when I was watching it. No, actually, I did see it in the theater. Because we just go and see a bunch of movies back in the day, right? I know he rented it on VHS, like, more than once. Mm. Uh, I might have had a, my... I might have had, like, an off of HBO recording of it. I don't quite remember, but... By the early 90s, I don't, you know, I don't think I've seen this movie since. <laughs> right, see, I think I must have... Sneezed? <laughs> Sneezed loudly? Yeah, but then also, I think I must have watched it, like... Cause I definitely picked it up on DVD when I was on my big Schwarzenegger kick in my teens. I probably just watched it late at night and fell asleep, so I've just seen the first third a few times. Oh, okay, because so many more things happen later in the movie. Yeah, well, that's what it is. I was just like... Okay, they meet, they have some wacky hijinks. I was like, okay, this, this is going all over the place. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty all over the place movie. Oh, one thing, I, I just saw this this morning that apparently the, for Schwarzenegger and DeVito at the time, and maybe for some time since, this was their um, highest paying film. Huh. They didn't take a salary, they took 20%, and then the right. film was like insanely successful for the time. Uh-huh. It's, it made some like 250 worldwide, which in 88 is pretty impressive. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> 
Well, also, it was one that was sold on just their names, right? Yeah. So it makes mean, sense this would be one they're getting a big old paycheck from. Yeah, exactly. It's right on, it's right on the top of the marquee in that case. But, uh, yeah, but I, I, I'm... I don't know if what I saw... Man, I'm going to have to check Wiki again. I think that might have been even in terms of later films. Huh. Just because they took a percentage. It's kind of like that how um, Spielberg makes a lot, a lot of money. money off Star Wars. Right. Yeah, yeah. Just from a stupid bet, you know? Uh, yeah, Keanu Reeves was the highest paying actor ever because he took percentage on The Matrix. Ah, so... <laughs> so he maybe he was so following yeah, the twins. It surprises me that that's not just what all leads do. Well, I guess... I guess when you're starting out, that's risky, right? You want the paycheck up front, but... Yeah, it's kind of by a, the time you like The Rock, why wouldn't you just always ask for percentage? Yeah, it's kind of a big dick shake, I guess, in yeah. in Hollywood. I I don't know how this stuff works, to be honest. But like so. in terms of like upfront, it's like look, you don't have to pay me anything yet, and if the film does well, then you can pay me. So mm. yeah, you already got money in the bank; you're good to go. So he'd already commanded and stuff. Um, so I guess those are our first verses. You basically hadn't actually watched the whole thing. Yeah, it seems like it. I had totally ingrained it. There's so many lines in here that are in my subconscious, but I haven't watched it in so long. I'm like, oh, it's from this movie. Yeah, a lot of these lines, I think I'd just seen them in like Schwarzenegger supercuts and stuff. So I didn't really know the film they were from. I was like, oh, it's that one. Oh, it's no, that one. No, I got them in my mind like properly from the film. It's just, right. it's been so long. Like it's just, it seemed like an expression, but it's actually like a stupid line from this film or something. Now that I'm on the spot, I can't think of a specific example, but oh well. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dan. It wasn't me. Gravity was his enemy. <laughs> the pavement was his enemy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that's not one of the ones in my mind, but yeah, I get it. Yeah, that, that sort of thing, right? Um, there is quite a bit of story here. I guess I'll do that. Oh, are you doing that? I thought I was doing that. Oh, we could both do it at the same time. I bet mine's more svelte. <laughs> oh, I'll roll it today then. In 1950, Los Alamos attempted to create the perfect man using DNA from six prime male specimens and one mother. What they got were twins. Julius Benedict is that perfect man who has spent his life on a tropical island being nurtured and cared for. Vincent Benedict is the rest of the DNA, abandoned in an orphanage and now a tiny man who runs various hustles, including selling, selling stolen cars to chop shops. On his 35th birthday, Julius learns about Vincent's existence and sets off for L.A. Meanwhile, Vincent has mobbish loan sharks after him and ends up in jail from the ensuing hijinks. Julius finds Vincent there and bails him out. Vincent does not buy the story that they are twins and ditches Julius ASAP. Vincent then proceeds to steal a car with some sort of machinery in the trunk. He learns that he can take this to Houston, Texas for a $5 million paycheck. Unfortunately, a murderous transporter named Webster wants the car back as that was his mission. Before Webster can get to him, though, Vincent's Lone Shark gang confronts him again with Julius showing up just in the nick of time to kick some ass. Julius wants to take Vincent and search for their mother in New Mexico. Vincent responds by trying to ditch Julius again, but is stopped by the arrival of his kind of girlfriend, Linda, and her twin sister, Marnie. The four of them will go together to Houston, stopping in New Mexico on the way. Montage. They find the professor originally in charge of the Perfect Man Project at Los Alamos, who gives them a tour of the facilities and tells Vincent that he is genetic trash. After another run with the loan sharks in a bar, the foursome have a sexy night and head off for the artist's colony where the twin's mother lives. They meet her, but she thinks they are running a scam and conceals her identity. She was told her sons died at birth. Vincent is in a foul mood and ditches his traveling companions to get to Houston. Julius takes a plane to catch up. Vincent makes the $5 million deal, but Webster then catches up to murder the buyers and sets his sights on Vincent. 
Julia shows up just in the nick of time as the brothers drop a mountain of steel chain onto Webster. Julius decides that they must do the right thing and turn in the money and the engine. This makes them media sensations and their mother returns to her boys. Then the sets of twins have sets of twins. Yeah. <laughs> You'll never know what he said. He was just telling me he's drinking piss, that's all. It's actually just a really not very nice tea that I bought because it has Pokemon on the bottle. Is it the one that tastes like um like the water and like a cigarette ashtray? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly like that. That's how I heard someone uh, reference, I, I guess that one or something similar once. It tastes yeah. like cigarette water. <laughs> it's like a barley tea, I guess. Yeah. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> Actors, actors, actors. This is Schwarzenegger's first comedy. I, I barely cracked a joke in movies up to this point. So this was post, like, Commando. Like, right after Commando. Yeah, so Commando, he's... he's well, they're so deadpan. Cracking them all though. the way through, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but they're pretty deadpan, right? Yeah, and then, like, Raw Deal was around the same time. But That's he says, pretty dead serious. No, no, he is on record as saying that the studio didn't know how to make a Schwarzenegger film when they made that one. Mm, right. they tried to play him too straight. And what's the one... The, oh, no, no, Raw Deals where he's this local sheriff, right? He's like an FBI guy who has to go undercover as a local sheriff or something. Right, okay. He ends up going undercover in the mafia or some shit. And then Red Dawn has no sense of humor. Red Dawn has hella... No, Red Dawn is a comedy, but he's the straight man. There we go. He doesn't get to make the jokes in that one. Because yeah, he's yeah. got Belushi, right? Yeah, but yeah. But like the, 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 the one that isn't as funny and is still living. Yeah. <laughs> That's there's like there's a couple of choice Schwarzenegger lines in that one, but yeah, he's not meant to be like the wise guy. Does James Belushi still get to make films? I don't know. He might have actually. I could have seen where in the late '80s. I wonder if he was ever in the running for this one. No, I, I, I think there was no. There, there was no concept of this film without Schwarzenegger and Devito. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess Belushi. The the the, 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 the premise behind this film is those two look funny next to each other. Yeah, yeah, I guess Belushi wouldn't quite have that contrast in yeah. full effect. Um, Danny DeVito... These days it would be The Rock and... Um, Peter Hill? Dinklage. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Both kind of work. Yeah, Jonah Hill, yeah, but he's, he's dumpy, but he's not that short, I think. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I guess Peter Dinklage would be a little, little closer. I mean, Danny DeVito's just short, though. He, he doesn't... He's not actually... That's he's just short. Like, well, I think he must be pretty close to whatever the cutoff is for being a dwarf. But yeah, because okay. I used to work with a woman who was one one inch too tall to be a dwarf. Ah, okay. And he looks about her. <laughs> but yeah, I guess uh, his career at this point, he done. Of course, Taxi was was a big one. Um, Hasn't done Batman Returns yet, has he? No, that's ninety one or ninety two. Yeah. Had he done many? I feel like he was just a TV actor up to this point. Oh. He makes a. He makes. He makes a bit showing in Cuckoo's Nest, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a while since I've seen that one. And that has a lot of interesting actors in it, Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen it in so long that I only remember Nicholson, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I haven't nice. seen it since I read the book, because it's one of those things where there's, there's nothing wrong with the movie, but he's left so much out from the book right. that it's kind of hard to rectify. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I didn't note several times that someone should just, like, yank his ponytail off, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the... That's almost as bad as um, Tim Robbins' uh, ponytail in uh, High Fidelity. I mean, that's one of the few hacker options available to me, so <laughs> bored at the front ponytail at the back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you, are you going to go for that? No. No? Because I've discussed, like, I want to do the Tamari, Samurai Top Knot. Yeah. But there's, like, three years of terrible hair before you get there. Oh. Because I've just got to have terrible hair, like, long at the back, short at the front. Mm -hmm. Mr. Burns shit going on. <laughs> <laughs> 
Long as the bag. That's that's some. You no, know, you can't do the mullet. That's what. If I ever find myself front, like, trapped on a like deserted island for three years, then when I come back, I'll do all kinds of crazy hairstyles. But how are you gonna know it's gonna be three years? Well, I mean, I don't, I'm not gonna know, but I mean, I'm not, also not gonna have any opportunity to cut my hair, right? Oh, so. right. Okay, good point. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, you're stuck on a desert island for three years. <laughs> yeah, Tom Hanks forgot to rock that, didn't he? Yep. Um, anyway, yeah, Schwarzenegger. Tom Hanks has a full head of hair, that's the issue. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess the thing. Um, well, it's difficult for you to understand that, but some of us are blessed with great hair. <laughs> <laughs> um, Schwarzenegger, yeah, it's like this movie's generally stupid. Mm. He comes across as pretty smart, yeah. even though he's playing a naive role. He just yeah. He's he's actually doing a very good job in this of playing not his usual character. Yes. Because usually Schwarzenegger is the well Schwarzenegger is the Devito character, right? He's the one who knows everything. He's always playing, always cheeky and smart and whatever. But here he is so naive. Yeah, naive Schwarzenegger is fun. But then then they just have those little little snippets of action, which are like eighties like full-on ass-kicking, which are fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's like... Because it's... There is, like, a very sweet, friendly comedy core to this film. But then they just suddenly like, oh, yeah, it's a Schwarzenegger film, so here's some shooting and fighting. <laughs> yeah. plot about, like, the mob. I know, I put in my notes at the end, it's like, why did this suddenly turn to Commando? <laughs> As the synth music is... Yeah, got the tenseness, and then then you see Danny DeVito running around. I was like, "What's he doing here?" Well, he he's he's the the swarmy henchman that's about to get off by John Matrix, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or he'd be the comedy sidekick who dies before the final act to raise the tension. <laughs> <laughs> but this is twins. It's a different creature, so yeah. it's it's generally wackiness punctuated by extreme violence. Yeah, but yeah, those two both are great, right? And then we got Quato. <laughs> yeah, I I, uh, I recognized him, so I was just looking him up then. I'm like, oh, shit, that's who he is. No, I recognized him instantly, even when he's just showing up. Because at first I was like, oh, it's just the dude showing up to get his car and it's gone. Like, it, right. I forgot that he was actually the villain. Right. I was like, oh, does he have, like, a bit role in here? And then he's in Total Recall. Oh, no, he's actually villain here. Okay. No, well, no, see, because I didn't recognize who he was. I just kind of recognized him. But I was just like, oh, this guy's the villain. No, I <laughs> saw him. the way like... he turns up and he's just like, okay. No, I just saw him instantly and was like, Quato! <laughs> so I don't know why, but it's just stuck in... It, it was maybe because we just watched Total Recall, but... <laughs> probably has something to do with it. But yeah, because I looked him up. He doesn't have that many roles. <laughs> but he's pretty great as, like, snarling 80s villain here. He should have should have done more of these. Yeah, because he's barely in Total Recall. I mean, yeah. he doesn't have much to do there. <laughs> yeah, because you're looking at the puppet on his chest while you're looking at him. Yeah, he gets, like, three lines before that. But yeah, it does make a good... You know, the, um, the, the charming... Psychopath. He, yeah, he does yeah. it pretty well, which I guess you could redo as um, Swarmy 80s villain. Um, the female leads, of course, uh, we, sort of the impetus here is Cre- uh, Preston. Kelly Preston had, had just passed away, which at a, at a too young age, but uh, she's playing a full uh, 80s lady here. Yeah, she's she I mean she's good, but she is mostly here to be eye candy for this film. Exactly, yes, uh, which is pretty much the case. Um, she's fine otherwise. Um, her sister does a, has a little more. Of the, I really uh, liked her sister's character in this. I don't know what it was. I think it's just that she was, she genuinely seemed like she loved Danny DeVito's character. Right, and, and because he's like <laughs> such a little weird dumpling of a man, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he just yeah. came across as really sweet. Yes. Like, yeah, she was really nice in that role. I mean, this movie's all about chemistry. Yeah. Like, all four of them just have a nice little chemistry going yes. on. Yeah, so. yeah, definitely. Um, which, like, again, putting the very tall man next to the very small man is, uh, I guess, where that comes through. Yeah, because, well, we both, for this film, we both ended up writing synopses, but only use Matt's. Uh, I want to read you a line from mine when I first introduce Vincent, though. Uh, Julius travels to America and finds Vincent, a car-stealing, money-borrowing, serial-adultering little wise guy. Vincent has a girlfriend he doesn't deserve and a price on his head he does deserve. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, did, I, didn't, I, I guess I was going more for the um, news bulletin version in mind, yeah. but <laughs> here are the facts of the story. <laughs> you know, there's, there's, there's multiple approaches to things. Yep. Um, is there anyone else in this? Yeah. So that, we got the mob boss. No, I was going to say, he's got his little buddy who... Um, tips him off about cars he's going to steal. Oh, David Caruso, NYPD yeah. Blue, yeah. yeah well, and um, CSI Miami. Yeah, yeah, sorry, I guess uh, the, in the 90s it was a big deal because he was on NYPD Blue, which was very successful its first season. Then he quit relatively quickly. So I oh, guess okay. the CSI was, it was like, oh, crap, that movie career didn't work out. I better get back to... Uh, <laughs> I also recently saw him in the first Rambo. 
<laughs> He's like the rookie cop in that. <laughs> yeah, I keep seeing him in like bit parts. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like you say, he never quite had that film career. Right. He's too ginger. Yeah. He can't be leading action man with that like that. But you're okay for a procedural then? Yeah. Ginger's good. Also, he is a fucking joke in that show. <laughs> I, I've never, I don't think I've ever watched a full episode, but I love watching just the cut of all of his like. Putting on the sunglasses, making the stupid pun, and then the theme tune plays. Okay. Like, okay. Because that... trouble found him. <laughs> yeah, I won't get fooled again. <laughs> yeah, I, honestly, I haven't seen that much with him at all. I didn't watch any of these TV shows, but I feel like on NYPD Blue, he got like actual critical um, acclaim for like a year and then quit. So, so I, I'm never gonna sit and properly watch CSI. No. But it's always on TV, so I had, like, my nan would watch it or people would watch it. So I did catch a lot of it. And it was always... His one was the only one that was actually fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, I was rolling through the, uh, you know, punk rock houses in the late 90s, I guess, a few yeah. years earlier. So I remember uh, the various iterations of Law & Order would always be on. Right. You saw with a bunch of punk, punk rockers, like, where, where, are we going to go out and, like, you know, screw some shit up and party and we're watching Law & Order? I, I, yeah, I had the same thing. I was at a house party. <laughs> <laughs> You know something I really, really hate about this movie, and I think I noticed it um, in the late 80s as well? No, go on. It's like the worst soundtrack ever. <laughs> yeah, they've got like the, he's listening to a popular song and singing it, and it's like the worst song. Yeah, and that's the best part of the soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> take out the papers, take out the papers. <laughs> yuck, yuck, don't come back. Which, I, I don't know, I guess it's, you know, the nostalgia kick for the boomers. I guess. But um, the rest of the soundtrack is just like, oh my, what, really? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like an 80s computer made the soundtrack. I mean, that's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the only music worse than this is like the theme from ALF. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever heard the theme from ALF. Oh, no? Okay. Yeah, it's, you, you can make a riff. I'm going to look up the ALF, ALF theme. Wait, 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 wait. Matt, Matt, I've actually got Wi-Fi now. Oh, right. Okay, ALF theme. If you want to get on the Wi-Fi, the password is 420 internet 69. <laughs> you have to tell me how to get... You, <laughs> what, I have to beep that too? <laughs> nah, if you can find my house, then you are welcome to come onto my Wi-Fi listeners. Don't worry about that. <laughs> okay, anyway, the Twins music is like almost the worst the 80s have to offer, except for this. <laughs> Something like that. Anyway, I will give that the music in Twins is better than this theme. Oh, are we going for the Wii Sports music? Okay. You can do this on a podcast, right? You can just, like, play music, because it's still the Wild West, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Sometimes yeah. Sometimes it's just taking it out on YouTube, right? Yeah, yeah. They were a big theme of the Alf theme, and not quite doing Bach? I don't know. Okay. Bad music. Anyway, yeah, twin. I guess that synth music at the end is, like, reasonable for 80s film, but the rest of it, like, that montage, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't actually think I took the music in, but it definitely wasn't, so it wasn't memorable in a good or a bad way for me. Oh, for me, it was just, like, like. Yeah. Like, you know, the elevator music in the mall is better than this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> But then, having not seen the movie for so long, but then seeing it many, many times in the past, it was kind of like opening old wounds or something. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there's some great music in the 80s, but I, I, I guess at the end of the day, the 80s really was the worst decade for music. <laughs> I mean, there's the 80s nostalgia where they cherry-pick all the good stuff, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, well, often you people make the point of, like, 
actually went back to the 80s, the ones that are all number one and not the ones we remember now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you get, like, you know, Rock Me Amadeus and stuff. That is a tune. <laughs> Rock Me Amadeus. Amadeus Amadeus. Dr. Zayas. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why I thought of it first, but... Yeah, yeah, I mean... And in the 60s, I remember, um... I think it was Strawberry Fields Forever and Good Vibration, like, <laughs> did not... Oh, no, no, they never made the top... They never made the number one spot because right. of, like, Winchester Cathedral by, like, like the Starlight Band or something. <laughs> <laughs> but have you ever done the thing where you look up what was number one when you were born? I have, but not for a really long time. What do you... For most of my school year, like the people in my year at school, it's, um... Uh, everything I do... Do it for you. It's Robin Because Hood. Robin Hood was so popular. Yeah, we yeah, okay. <laughs> now I have to find out what that is. Boom. Number one. Number one with a bullet. I wrote number ein. My fingers are too big. <laughs> please, please mash Number ein in the charts, was. <laughs> okay, here it comes, here it comes. Oh, hey, that's not bad. I will survive. That's cool. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, I can live with that. It's better at everything I do. I can do it for you. <laughs> and at the number one spot, at the number one spot is I will survive. <laughs> there we I don't go. Know what the fuck that was. <laughs> like, also, the whole point was because you said I'm, but I still said fun. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> I fun. Um, <laughs> I want to suck your blood. Yeah, I guess that's my opening is like, Ivan Reitman is a good director, but this movie, I mean, it's not a particularly well-made movie. It just kind of works. Well, like you said, it just works because of chemistry. Yeah. Like There's the, basically nothing in the script here. There's no, like, great gags. It's just, it's fun to watch these characters. <laughs> yeah, there's no, no, I mean, the direction's not impressive. He's made good stuff, though. That's that's a weird thing. Yeah. I'm like, where, where did he end up? Did they make this real fast? Was this just like, like, let's party on the weekend and make this? It probably was, like, a, when are these two actors free? Yeah. Let's bash out a film, right? Yeah, I can't imagine it took too long to make this one, uh, not actually knowing. But, um, because, yeah, Schwarzenegger had a. I'm sure his action films took a few more weeks with all the. Right, yeah, but this doesn't have all the stunts and stuff. But, yeah, it's, it's a pretty clunky affair, mostly in a charming way. The only one that's. It's really... never like. Apart from, like you said, the music, but it never felt like bad. There wasn't like terrible shots and weird acting and stuff. The acting comes across pretty well. DeVito, I, I think he needs to settle in a little bit. Um, maybe he's too broad in the in his first because I guess he's supposed to be a huckster as hard as he can. Right. So it takes him a little bit to um, even as an actor to kind of like I guess groove into the role, whereas Schwarzenegger from second one is on point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean you know he's Schwarzenegger. What'd you expect? Yeah, rolling off of his uh, island in a in a little raft for twenty seven miles <laughs> because that's what he does. <laughs> yeah, don't give a shit. I tell you what surprised me and it really shouldn't have. Is I'll be back. Oh yeah, I, I actually wasn't expecting that because I, I thought that didn't become a thing until after Terminator Two. But no, 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 it's, it's from Terminator One onwards. Because he has one in Commando. Oh, does he? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he even has one in Real Deal. Yeah. Yeah, he always has one. Oh, okay. But yeah, I just, I just, yeah, because it was, it wasn't a very Schwarzenegger role. It wasn't an action movie. It was, I just really wasn't expecting one. See, I think that's where my blind spot is with, like, late 80s um, Schwarzenegger. Because when Twins came out, I was, like, nine years old. So right, I watched right. Twins a lot. And, um, but you weren't watching all the bloody violent ones. Right. Well, yeah, Terminator. I mean, yeah. I, I know I saw Terminator, fair deal. But, yeah, in general, I, I hadn't seen so much. Um, I'm not even sure if I've ever seen both Conan movies. I don't know if... I definitely have, but I really don't remember the second one at all. Yeah, and I barely remember the first. <laughs> so, and I and I never saw Red Sonja. I know that, but uh, he's he's, he's, not he's in that for like six seconds. <laughs> yeah, were you were you the one saying that he punishes his kids with that one? No, <laughs> I read so something like I yeah I punished my or I used to punish my kids by making them watch Red Sonja. <laughs> <laughs> his son's developed some kinks. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so I guess that's one to veer away from. Yeah, like Supergirl. I guess with Supergirl, they they have the TV series now, which is supposed to be good. But yeah, the Supergirl TV show is pretty good. I remember the uh, movie definitely crapped the bed a bit. I mean, it's good in the sense that network television can be good. Right. Like, yeah, it's nice when it's on. <laughs> double go and marathon. <laughs> double feature Supergirl and Superman 4. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Next time we do a shit month. <laughs> Thank mm-hmm. you.
In a way, this film being from the 80s, it felt pretty quaint in places. Yeah. There were a few moments where I was expecting it to be much more cynical and grim than it was. <laughs> um, so there's the bit where like Schwarzenegger's talking about how, like, we're going to be a family. And then DeVito's like, what, with a Christmas tree and a house? And we'll hug. Yeah, we're, and uh, I was so sure he was, was going to be sarcastic, right? <laughs> so yeah, get out of here. But it's like, he genuinely wants that. And then they have like a nice little hug. Yeah, yeah, I wrote, it's just nice to see. You don't see that anymore. I wrote, are we going Republican here? But I, that's because of Arnie's politics, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's a weirdly liberal Republican anyway. True, that is true. I, I, I don't have any particular... You know, like as Reagan I've mentioned Republican. before, I wrote my A-level politics thesis on this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so here, I'll get a little more unquaint with it. It's a comedy about eugenics, is it? It's not eugenics. It's eugenics is killing people. It's just genetics. Yeah, but it, eugenics but is, it is deciding it is who's born and who like, dies. Yeah, like, right. DeVito was the mistake in the experiment. But, like, the scientist is the bad guy. Right. Like, as much as the biggest villain of this film is the guy who created them because he was wrong to do it that way. Or, or about, is it Webster who murders anyone who sees him? Yeah, he's just trying to make a buck. Okay. He does more murdering, though. The, doc- the doctor is a little more mad scientist playing God, right? Right, so, right. So, yeah, but, but Webster is just, like, generically criminal. But the doctor is just like, wow, this guy's a boring. Well, he's, he's like a big comeuppance when he gets a punch in the face. <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't cold-bloodedly murder people that just because they saw him. So Yeah. So I guess, yeah, is it in the, is it in the shooting people in the face details? Or is it in the, um, you know, well, I mean, playing, playing... In a Hollywood movie... God with science. It's the doing emotional damage sticks with you more than just... Getting bang, shot bang, in the head, dead, right? Because because we don't know those characters. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. They're just nobody's and also I'm desensitized to that bit parts. <laughs> I guess that's where this is in a little bit in line with uh, late eighty Schwarzenegger films. Like, yeah, I mean, this probably has about the same body count as Raw Deal. Yeah, yeah. It's just not. <laughs> like I said, I forgot. Like, oh yeah, this is a Schwarzenegger from the eighty. So there's just pointlessly a bunch of shooting in it. <laughs> well, no, he mostly just kneecaps people. In terms of deaths, only five people die in this film. I think Webster dies. I the mean, under, the, under that much yeah, so change. The two who see him, the two in the car, and then Webster himself. I mean, if you and I just, like, drop, like, four tons of chain on someone, I don't... Well, we just be like, ha, 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 you must have a crushing headache now. That was, like... <laughs> that was a pretty funny gag, how it just kept falling. Yeah. I mean, he's dead. He's not... Co- yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't survive like, that. Like, they're just, like, staring at it, and it's just going and going and going. <laughs> so much. And then... I mean, a joke was so crap. <laughs> Like, oh, he's got a lot on his mind. <laughs> we only had a second to think of it. You know, you can't, you can't, you can't. Score I, I the just got like every time. It's a lot of shame. Better <laughs> No, wouldn't it be? Like, oh my god, what did we just do? <laughs> I mean, it's self-defense. It is self-defense. I guess they weren't actually trying to murder him. Yeah. That's just what happened. That's what well, I think. They didn't expect that much change. Yeah, I think they just expected a bop on the noggin and he'd be out and they could yeah. deal with him. Instead, they just like. Did like industrial homicide. <laughs> the line should have been, fuck, why pull our fingerprints? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> but then they're heroes of the newspaper anyway, so because it's an 80s film and it's quaint, is that yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's, it's like it's like the quaintness of a 50s film, like plus Schwarzenegger violence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bizarre mix, but it worked for me. Yeah, it's yeah. just nice. <laughs> <laughs> so is. Uh, Vincent, he's supposed to be all the crap DNA. Is he? Does he? Does he have to have someone to drag him along to be better? Can he do it himself? It's hard to tell. He wasn't like the worst person alive. He just slept around and did crimes. <laughs> <laughs> We're just sleeping around doing crimes, baby. It's cool. Which I think he says several. Well, not in those words. <laughs> yeah. But. <laughs> but like, cause I forgot her name, but his girlfriend. Saw the good in him. As you said, you know, yeah, he is a romantic or whatever. <laughs> and part of that might have just been her being a bit deluded. But, <laughs> yeah, I don't think it was... But, like, we all do, right? We all need someone to... I don't think anyone is born, like, the perfect human. Even Except... Schwarzenegger here, he was raised to be good. Mm. <laughs> like, his, like, physical aptitude 
maybe comes from his DNA. Yeah. But, like, he still had to be raised to be a nice person. And then he just helped Vincent see a bit of that. What if they got the babies mixed up? Yeah. That's, that is the twist at the end of Metal Gear Solid 1. <laughs> 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 Actually, Liquid Snake was all the positive genes and Solid Snake was the... Oh, okay. <laughs> Would that have made a better movie? Maybe. DeVito as the enlightened one and Arnie as, like, the dunderhead? Maybe, but I don't think they could have played the roles as well. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the, the Arnold naivete is quite wonderful here. I mean, that is yeah. pretty much the key of the entire movie anyway. Yeah. I guess that's why he kept making comedies. Also, because this one was so lucrative for him. Yes. <laughs> People are like, why did he keep making comedies? Because he could be like, I guess for those, he could be like 20%. Whereas uh, maybe the action ones, like Terminator 2 is never going to get that. <laughs> also, like, I think Terminator action movies, it is like, here is a big upfront budget. Whereas with a comedy movie, because there's not the effects and the stunts and stuff. Probably the budget is quite small. Probably more fun to make, too. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, there's definitely some fun in doing big action stunts, but yeah. That's what Adam Sandler does now. He's like, okay, I'll get a couple of my friends, go to Hawaii, we'll make a movie. There's some sort of tax dodge, man. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the last one of his movies I enjoyed, which no one else did, by the way, was what, Zohan? I didn't dislike the Zohan. I liked it. I would just say I liked it, so. <laughs> John Turturro in there. Yep. Honestly, I would I would say that one's funnier in Twins, but like you said, Twins doesn't have actual good jokes written in. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. yeah. This wasn't like a laugh out loud hilarity movie, <laughs> but it was just nice. But and this is the greatest injustice in human history. Had they been able to make their sequel, that would have been really funny. I told you about it before. You did, but let's do Triplets it again. with Eddie Murphy. Yes, yes. Now, I know we're going that. We, we mentioned that before. But yeah, that, that would have been a thing. Because Eddie Murphy can just walk into a film with no script and make it hilarious. What if he had been in Star Trek 4 and he had made Triplets? Would he be seen as like the sequel destroyer, the franchise destroyer? Only if they'd not succeeded. Yeah, I don't know. Star Trek would have been Star a Star Trek one. 4, I think, yeah, maybe. Because that would have been the first one, right? Then, yeah. then if that had been successful, it would have had been Triplets. I don't know. Um, did they did they cancel those plans because of Superman three? <laughs> it's like let's bring in a comedy guy, but oh, we forgot to write a comedy script, so it's just not funny. Well, so Richard Pryor was too I uh, was too in all of Superman to make jokes, and they didn't they write jokes since he's Richard, Richard Pryor. Pryor. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's there, but he's not funny. Okay. <laughs> um, oh, while while we're mentioning Star Trek. Arnold would kind of be, or Julius would kind of be Khan, right? He is kind of even, Khan, yeah. Even date-wise, because Khan would have been born about 53 if he... Oh, well, if he was in the eugenics wars in the, the 90s, 90s yeah. yeah. so maybe a few years after this, Julius becomes Khan. <laughs> <laughs> that, there's your sequel. Yeah, <laughs> that's my new canon. <laughs> no, because Khan's a skinny white British guy. <laughs> Isn't he supposed to be Indian? Yeah, I'm just thinking Played Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, oh, sorry. That was the joke. Come on, you're going to say, no, it's always going to be Ricardo. Yeah, of course it is, because that was terrible, terrible casting. (laughs) (laughs) Even that was stupid casting, but it works better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously. Yeah, not that that's amazing. Yeah, but Schwarzenegger's pecs aren't rubber. (laughs) 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 So the actual, the, the science, in air quotes, of making him, they just all spunked into a cup and she took all of it? You still only can have one dad. They had like a centrifuge or something. But it's still only. It's science, man. I know, I know, I know. But I'm. Just... The way they make it sound in this film is just that they just stirred all the sponge together. <laughs> like... But it's just individual sperms that make the baby. <laughs> it's like Bukaki doesn't create like. <laughs> One off one Superman of all the different men. It does in the twins universe. <laughs> okay. So that's the real science fiction here is that it's set in a universe where like a spunk is all like Mr. Odo. <laughs> <laughs> like how yeah, how would that change the world? Would you just like die man, yeah, that would definitely change uh, some dynamics. Yeah. All the women would have like harems of men and then <laughs> <laughs> Every now and then, some sort of god king would be born from my <laughs> six fathers.
So, it's the year 2021. You're sat in the theatres, you're watching triplets. It's the opening scene. They've shown Vincent and Julius being born. Take the, doc- the, the doctors world. all walk away, right? And the mother's left lying on the table. Camera slowly zooms in on her. Then... Dad, um, Eddie Murphy punches out of her chest like alien. <laughs> <laughs> like real Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Like, oh, like 60. fully grown man. Eddie <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and he's like an immortal that looks 65. Yep. <laughs> I'm not sure that's his age now. I'm just spot guessing, but... Yeah. <laughs> I guess we didn't do is, that. It, is it too late to make that sequel now? Not the way you just opened it. <laughs> no. But, <laughs> but like, imagine if that had come out in like 90. I think it would have been amazing. There is a Upright Citizens Brigade sketch, which is in like a... Um, uh, pregnant uh, birthing room god I forgot the actual word for it um, anyway yeah they have the baby just like pops out across the room we've got a runner <laughs> have you ever seen that Xbox trailer which one the uh, just on Xbox in general yeah, it was when the first Xbox launched it's, this isn't the Bill Gates one is it oh no <laughs> you're in for a treat oh this is one of those we're watching lots of YouTube videos on the podcast podcast <laughs> I mean, I think we give you a few enough search terms you can search this stuff out at least until yeah, you yeah, just search Xbox Baby commercial and it's the top result. So it's not the dancing baby. That was creepy. Oh no, no. Okay, off. Oh, it's banned. That's some amazing traction, flight. He's in the air for years, is it? How does he get food? (laughs) Is he aging because of the wind? Okay, now he's getting old. Into the grave. Is that a life well lived? Life is short. Play more. That's not good advice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I remember. I remember seeing that on television as a kid. It was the wildest shit. Said it it was banned. Was it? Yeah, I don't think it was on TV for long. (laughs) Okay. So that commercial didn't hold up. Um, (laughs) This movie doesn't really hold up. When I I was looking stuff up on it just now, it's like a six point one on on like IMDb. It's like a forty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I was surprised to see it that low. It's it's a charming movie. Uh, it definitely has the 80s nostalgia. I mean, honestly, this is one where, yeah, you can just watch the main actors, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, I, well, the, that's the thing. It's a film which makes sense in terms of these guys were the biggest actors. Here's a film about them. Mm-hmm. Does it make sense if you're just, you don't really know these two and you watch it in 2020? God, no. <laughs> if, you, if you're already a Schwarzenegger fan, here's a fun bit of Schwarzenegger just being charming. Does he if you're a DeVito fan, <laughs> here's a DeVito movie. Does he actually... Doc, Dr. Detroit, was that DeVito's film? See, we all remember Schwarzenegger's film career from the 80s, and Danny DeVito... Now I'm, I'm thinking he had a few. Um, I have to look up his, his thing now. I'm sure he did, but they would have been ones that, at that, especially at that age, I wasn't watching, right? And he said such a career resurgence, like, so long after his original... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um... Have you watched any of Always Sunny? A little bit. I haven't, but I've heard... I think I watched, like, the first episode of season one, and it was pretty crap. Who's but it's one it? of those don't-watch-season-one shows. Right. So I'll give it another go. Matilda, 1996. I, was, I, I remember I remember that. him in Matilda. That's maybe the first thing I remember seeing him in. Okay. Oh, filmography. Oh, Throw Mama from the Train. I was... Yeah, he's in... Okay. I, see, I'm, like, forgetting that he was in so many, like, reasonable things back in the day. Because we, it's like now people only remember the things he's done the past ten years, right? Yeah, well, yeah. I basically remember, um, Batman Forever, no, Batman Returns, this, and well, yeah, he did another one with Schwarzenegger, right? He did Junior. Junior, right? And it apparently was Whiskers in Last Action Hero, uncredited. Oh yeah, that's like a talking cat. Yeah. So. <laughs> Renaissance man. I think I, I did know that. I don't remember anything about Renaissance Man, but I remember enjoying it back in the day. Okay. Um, he did some real movies with Hoffa, Other People's Money. Okay, he's in a lot of movies. I just, like, somehow I've, like, erased his film career. Tin Men, Throw Mama from the Train, Ruthless People, Wise Guys, 
Yeah, okay, he's actually... Johnny Dangerously is a little uh, side in that, but... Okay, yeah, actually, and he's not Dr. Troy. That might be Michael Keaton. The one I remember him mostly for is for him not being in the Super Mario Brothers movie. Because he was their first choice, but he wouldn't do it, so they got Hoskins. Both of them make sense in that case. Yeah. See, yeah. I think it's good that... Because if they'd ever done a sequel, he could have been Warrior. <laughs> and that would have been great. No, is it, oh, Dan Aykroyd is Dr. Detroit. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Dan, there's the connection. Yeah. I just remember um, seeing the VHS box an awful lot. I'm not right. sure. I, I, maybe I watched it once. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, it, it, this is a weird kind of, I guess it's a footnote film, but, you know, on a... On a Schwarzenegger positive podcast you can get to it we're definitely a Schwarzenegger positive podcast (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so if you love Schwarzenegger you'll you'll probably like the film and you'll love Schwarzenegger in the film yeah yeah that's what I'm saying and you'll probably like Diana Vito and the ladies as well if you just want something nice to watch like of a Sunday afternoon I think this is a perfect film for that it's a film that makes you happy, not like yeah. when I say I watched Son of the Mask and felt depressed all day. Right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is like the opposite of watching, like, High Life. <laughs> <laughs> it's a chicken soup film, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So that is Twins, I guess. So, uh, anyway, if you do want to chat Twins or, or real sci-fi with us instead of this weird comedy, we might want to do that. You can find us on Twitter at MLSFSPod. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook just search Matt and Luke Sci-Fi Sanctuary we're on the iTunes and that so I guess give us a five star rating and tell us we're amazing and you know just drop us a message say like hey guys I listen it's good we now think somebody might be listening but we're yeah we've actually looked up the numbers and apparently we've got like somewhere between 600 and 800 subscribers but hi (laughs) (laughs) what if Danny DeVito is not small enough for me and I need something smaller than that well, then some of the Pokemon are quite small, and all of them can be shrunk down to put in your pocket in a ball, so you can listen to Luke Loves Pokemon, my other Pokemon podcast. Um, you can find that on Twitter at Luke Loves PKMN. It's on all the podcasting apps. Give it a listen. Can what if uh, what if the music in this film was too bad for you and you want to listen to some good music? <laughs> <laughs> That's my stuff. Uh, RovingSageMedia.BandCamp.com If you listen, you're like, no, no, the Twins music was way better. Do... Do let me know. <laughs> Do throw yourself off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'll tell you when you tell me that. Um, oh, sorry, I, I, before you kind of segued right into me, but does Danny DeVito fit into a tiny ball? I don't know if humans can go in the balls. Oh, okay, just checking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was spread out over six balls at the start of this film. <laughs> <laughs> Twelve. Twelve, yeah. Unless one of them had, like, an accident. But if they were well, fine no, specimens, I, mean, I guess they wouldn't have. He wasn't... Well, again, we don't know how sperm works in the Twins universe. <laughs> I mean, they do Clearly from, not, like, here. Half from each ball, and then they combine, and they go into the pot and combine again. It's like Voltron. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, a gross Voltron. <laughs> a disgusting Voltron. <laughs> Bukake Voltron. Do you want to send us a fan art of Bukake Voltron? Please send that to MLSFSPod on Twitter. <laughs> So anyway, this has been Matt. This has been Luke. What should folks do today, now that they're finished listening to us talking about twins? They should find five of their best friends. <laughs> and cheers on out of our podcast. <laughs> oh, wait, out of our sanctuary is what I meant to say. That doesn't make any more sense. <laughs>